on, uh, on um, financial uh, prosperity. But we're not just dealing with the finances. We're dealing with every area of our lives, and as you'll find with the message. And uh, let's close our eyes in prayer as we go into this message today. Father God, I just ask that you speak to your people, encourage us and enlarge us by your grace. Give us ears that can hear. And Lord, I pray that you give us hearts of understanding. And Lord, make your word, your message clear so that we can fully understand and know exactly what we should be doing so that you can reach us and bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, uh, as a young Christian person, you know, we, we were taught that blessed are the poor, for they shall inherit the earth. How many of you received, heard that message before? Blessed are the poor. But the Bible says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And we assume that that means blessed are the poor. So the poorer you get, the closer you are to God. Amen. And we were going to get as poor as we can. But I found that, that that's not what God is all about. God wants the best for us in life. If we can only understand that, why would He allow you to go all the way to the bottom where you don't even have a place to live and then take you from that place and get you into heaven where everything is gold-plated? You walk on gold. Uh, You'll be so shocked, you don't know what to do with yourself. I'm sure we still will be shocked. But God wants to bless us. So we have three messages, a series of messages uh, that are titled Faith Principles for Financial Freedom. Don't lie to me. And don't lie to yourself. There is not a person here that doesn't want to be out of debt. There's nobody here. Don't deceive yourself that you are okay. That if God gives you much, that's no big deal. You don't really care. You just want to be a Christian and have some of your needs met. Don't lie to yourself. God wants you to be true to yourself. That's the only way He can reach you. Because He made you. He made you the way you are. He knows your needs. And He knows your thoughts and what you really want out of life. He created you that way. Everyone wants the best for themselves and for their children. Don't deceive yourself. That is the truth. And God made that in you. You love good things. Don't lie to yourself. Every one of us love good things. He made you that way. You were created in His image. He created all things beautiful. He made those things that way because that's who you really are. And if you accept that and you accept Him, these things will make sense. And God can reach you and begin to show the world how good He is. Amen? 
I'm going to be going with three different messages, principles of financial freedom that we'll be sharing in these three weeks. This week, next week, and the week after. The first principle I want to go into, that's the one for today, I call it the shepherd principle. The shepherd principle. And next week, we'll be going into another principle that I call, that's what I call it, the covenant principle. These things are very important. And then the week after that, we'll be going into the seed time and harvest principle. So today, I will be dealing with the shepherd principle. You know, God is so mighty. He's so powerful. He's so great. And all of that, He wants to direct towards you if you will only allow Him to be your shepherd. If you will only allow God to be your shepherd. Prosperity is not the availability of cash. I say that again. Prosperity is not the availability of money. That's not what it is. Psalm 23 tells us very clearly what prosperity really is all about. Psalm 23. And I'm going to be staying on, uh, in Psalm 23 today just to show you what God is revealed to us through his servant David how you can be in prosperity. You know there are many in Hollywood. They seem to be prosperous because they have cash. But when you look at their lives, you and I can tell, "Ah, for me, I don't want that kind of life. They're miserable with all of their cash. That's not success. That's not prosperity. That's the worldly success that's filled with all kinds of trouble. But God's blessings do not come. God's blessings do not come with, with all kinds of trouble. God blesses you. And it doesn't add any sorrow to it. Psalm 23 tells us this, is beginning from verse 1. And you can quote it with me. And it's not just a scripture to quote. This is something real, something beautiful. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. I say that again. For His name's sake. You see how important that is. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all... How many days? All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's ideal for the Christian. Amen? That's God's will for the believer. That's God's will for your life. 
Many people want to know what God's will is for your life. This is His will for your life if you will only make Him your shepherd. The day you make Him your shepherd, want goes out the window. You know, David was thinking on it. He was meditating on it. And so he said, now I know this mighty, awesome God, this God that spread the universe up just the way it is, he is my shepherd. And so he concluded, because I have him as my shepherd, I will never know want. I will never know want. You have to make God, this is a principle, until God becomes your shepherd, you will always be in want of one thing or the other. But the day you decide to make God your shepherd and you are going all the way, then want goes out the window according to the word of God. If you want to be in want, don't make God your shepherd. If you want to be in serious want all of your life, remove God from being a shepherd of your life. So if you don't want to be in want, make the Lord God the shepherd of your soul. And he will take care of you. He is the good shepherd, Jesus said. I am the good shepherd. He takes care of his own. God wants to take care of all of his children. Jesus is that good shepherd that prepares for your life everything that you need. And so because you've made God that shepherd, you will never know one. You have to make him. The Bible tells us in, in Psalm, in the Psalms, it tells us Psalm 91. He says, I will say of the Lord... He is my refuge. What you call God, that's what he becomes to you. That's why David said, he is my shepherd. You have the right to tell God who you want him to be in your life. Tell him, you are my shepherd. He says, in the word of God, you are my refuge and my fortress. In you, I I will say of the Lord... He, you, that you are my refuge and my fortress, my strength. He says, in him will I trust. And then if you go down in Psalm 91, he says, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge? Your hiding place. Lack no evil thing will befall you. And every plague will stay out of your way. Just because you've made him. But you have to make him. Because you've made the Lord, who is my refuge, your dwelling place. No evil will befall you all the days of your life. God will take care of you. God will make sure that you are abundantly supplied. You have no need to be afraid. Look at Jesus. He's skillful as a shepherd, amen? He's faithful. He'll take care of your need. And as David meditated on that, he went further. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Green pasture, not just one pasture. Green pastures. He makes you to lie down there. Just God preparing abundance for your life. The pasture is green, is deep enough for you to lie down in. God says, lie down in the green pastures. Roll in it. Amen. He's green wherever you turn. Roll in the green pastures. Don't walk through the green pastures. Roll in it. Lie down in it. He's deep enough for you to be comfortable. There is plenty there. When you make God your shepherd, you will have plenty. But when you don't make him your shepherd, uh, wants come in your way. Roll in it. God wants you to stay there. Don't walk through. And if you today find yourself in a dry pasture, ask yourself, how did I get here? What happened? I have made the Lord my shepherd. How come I'm in a dry pasture? And Jesus said, the enemy has done this. So turn yourself around and tell yourself in repentance, I'm going back to the green pastures. What am I doing here? What's going on? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's the principle. Decide in your heart today. We're talking about faith principles for financial blessings. David experienced that. Amen. (laughs) He experienced that to the fullest. Decide in your heart today. God is going to be my shepherd. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to make him today my shepherd. And because he is. I'll never know another day of want. I've read about ministers who say, who say they told God <laughs> after they received the revelation, they said, oh, no, 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 not, not another day in my life. Not another day will my children go without unless we want to fast. Amen? Will a bill not be paid? It's never going to happen. None of those is what you allow. No more foreclosures. No more. No more. Because the Lord has become my shepherd. My people perish for lack of knowledge. They just don't know. They just don't know. But today you are finding out. Is God big enough to take care of you? God has all of these things, the gold, the silver, everything for the children of the world. What about his children? Why will he overlook us that have honored the blood of his son and have accepted the son into our lives and then we will be in want? If you are not in it today, you are walking into it in Jesus' name. Your days of dryness is over today by the power of the name of Jesus. You are walking today into your green pastures because God has called you. You are well placed. (laughs) You are well placed. It's called green pastures. Roll in it. Sleep as long as you want in it. Wake up. And then he leads you beside 
distill. What did you know what that means? Waters of rest. Amen. That's what it means, literally. Still water means waters of rest. You see, God wants you to have fun. Not this stiff Christian, holy, but hungry. Mm. Mm. That's not what God wants. Amen. If He wants you to have fun. He leads you beside rivers of rest. Jesus said, if you, if, I, if you drink of the water that I'm going to give you, He says, that water shall be in you a spring of water rising up into everlasting life. That's fun. God wants you to have some pleasure. You know, the Bible says of Moses, Moses will not uh, accept the pleasures of sin for a season. But God himself, in his presence, fullness of joy, pleasures forevermore. Amen. So you got to choose which one you want. The pleasures for a season or pleasures forevermore. But when you make the Lord, who is my refuge, your shepherd, amen, you can have pleasures forevermore. You may not be there today, but you will. I have determined, based on what the Lord spoke to me, in Nigeria, 2001, we have all the ups and downs in our families, but I'm very focused on that word. He spoke it to me. Not because He spoke to me directly. He's already in His word. That's a more sure word of prophecy. God gave that. But never, no one, no matter what happens, God always prepares a way. He can make a way through the wilderness. He can get you through the, dry, the Red Sea. And He can also take care of you if you're in the fire. That's what the word says. God wants to take care of His children. What father would not do that? What father would be so wealthy and withhold good from his children? You tell me. What father would do that? Why do we indict God with that? You won't do that if you are a good father. You make sure your children are well provided for way into their futures, right? What about God? Just make him your shepherd. You are well placed. You are well placed. He leads you beside the still water. The Bible says He restores your soul. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He restores your soul. Why? Why is he leading you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake? Because of his name. Why? What is the reason for that? If you go in Psalm 8, I believe Psalm 8 verse 5, he says, God leads you in the path of righteousness because of your enemies. Not him, not his enemies. He leads you in the path of righteousness because of your enemies. He restores your soul. Sometimes our soul needs restoring. Your soul is the, your, the seat of your emotions. It's where your mind is. 
the seat of your will, your intellect. That's your soul. And sometimes our minds play games with us. And your mind tells you things are not going to be well. But God says He's giving you a sound mind. And when issues come into your life, your mind begins to play games with you. And begins to run you down and telling you, where God is forgotten you, you're down. This is, you're going down. I've heard that word before from the devil. And I said, who said that? But he said, you're going down. I'm not going down. Not if you can bring, bring Jesus down. You can't take me down. I'm up with him. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I'm with him. You can't bring me down. But he restores your soul. He brings the shine back again to your soul. So you can be glad. Amen? And have joy and have pleasure in His presence. That's prosperity. And all of your needs are met. And you are rolling in green pastures. With abundance. But you got to believe this. He says the word that was preached to them did not profit them. Why? Because it was not mixed with faith. They heard it, but they didn't believe it. They didn't accept it. It was all way over their heads. How can this happen, they said. Like my wife said, can God, right? She's in she real trouble. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to be picking on her every time she gives me something negative. You're canning God again. Uh-huh. You're doing it again. <laughs> mm. I had fun with Angela all day yesterday after she told me that. She regretted telling me that story. Because once she goes, I say, you're canning God again. Look at you. Look at you. Amen. But he was so blessed. He does. And I believe with all of my heart, there's going to be great prosperity in the Ark Fellowship in time to come. I, I know that. God's going to do it. God's going to bless, not just the money, amen, but peace. Peace. Restoring of the soul. So everything is well. When you are saved, that means all is well. Will there be no trouble? Troubles will come. But we're coming to that. You don't have to worry about it. That's true riches. Will the money be there? Oh, yes, it will be there. It will be your servant. You don't serve it, he'll serve you. God doesn't want you serving money. He wants money to be your servant. So you can send money wherever you want it to send, whatever you want to do. You send it to that ministry, send it to help that brother, send it to buy some chairs for the Ark Fellowship, wherever you want. You send it because it's your servant. And he does your bidding. But he doesn't want you to serve money. He is bigger than that. Amen. So he restores your soul. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He wants you to always shine. He wants you to shine. Because if you don't live, one of the scriptures Pastor Andy read this morning, righteousness is a way for God's blessings. And God knows if you are, if you are not living a righteous life, that means living according to the principles you've heard from the scriptures. Not, it doesn't mean you can never ever sin, but it means that you accept God. You are a godly person. You know who a godly person is? Everything. They go to God with them. They have troubles. They go to God. They're in church. They're worshiping God. They love God. They, they have some problems in their lives. Maybe some issues. But they still go back to God. That's a godly person. And 1 Timothy 6 verse 6 says, Godliness and, and 
Contentment is great gain. Great gain. To be godly and to be righteous. That's why God, when He is your shepherd, He is the one that is guiding you. Every one of you is a believer. God is leading you in the path of righteousness because He receives glory from your prosperity. The Bible says it pleases God for the prosperity of His saints. God is pleased. That means when you are in want, God is not pleased with what's going on. God is pleased in the prosperity of we saints. He wants us to prosper. So because unrighteousness can bring poverty and lack into your life, think about uh, uh, Adam. You remember? He was in the Garden of Eden. What drove him out of that place? Unrighteousness. He had the whole of Eden. He was enjoying great life. And but when unrighteousness came, he was separated from plenty. And he went into want. And so because God, who is your shepherd, he wants your soul to shine. He restores that soul, meaning you've done something a little wrong. He brings the shine back. He restores it. And then he leads you in the path of righteousness because unrighteousness will separate you from his plenty. So he leads you for his name's sake because as you prosper, he gets glory. God is pleased with the prosperity of his people. Only make him your shepherd. I like to read the scripture for you, okay? About righteousness and godliness, how important it is, and how God sees it. It's in First Timothy chapter four, verse eight. He says, For bodily exercise profits what? A little. But godliness is what? Profitable for all things. That's your marriage. That's your children. That's your finances. That's your health. Everything. That's your retirement. Everything. He says godliness is profitable for what? All things. All things. All things. Having promise of the life that now is. So this present life, right? And the life which is to come. Godliness will do that. It's profitable. And so because God knows that you need to profit from your godliness, He leads you as a shepherd in the paths of righteousness. And He's doing it for Himself. You see, if God gets glory out of your prosperity, if you reject it, you rob Him of His glory. Right? You rob him of his glory. I'm not a prosperity teacher. I teach what I see in the scriptures. Amen? And if you don't accept it, go fight with him. Or tear that page from your Bible. And when you're through, you got a real thin Bible of everything you disagree with. But this is the truth. When he is your shepherd, God says, enlarge your tent. Isaiah 54. Enlarge it. Because you're coming into a large place. 
You are going into a land that is flowing with milk and honey. These are not just words. These are the things that God truly meant from his heart. For everyone that will honor him and accept what he said. When you accept it, something happens in the spirit realm. Things are rearranged according to time. Amen? And angels are dispersed to bring about God's, the fulfillment of God's word in the heart of the one who believes. Elizabeth said to Mary, after Gabriel spoke to her, he said, Blessed is she who believes, because there will be a fulfillment of the things you have believed. Amen? A great miracle. But it will be fulfilled. In fact, in the traditional King James, he says there will be a performance of the things that you have believed. So God leads you in that path of righteousness for his name's sake. And then he went on to say, we know no matter how righteous you are, no matter how prosperous you are, trouble is going to come. How many of you have trouble right now? <laughs> I don't lie to yourself. All of us have something we're dealing with. No matter how prosperous you are, trouble is going to come. But then he says, Though I walk, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. His rod and his staff, they bring me comfort when I'm experiencing a little trouble. Amen? That's prosperity. You're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. No matter what it is, all you're doing is just passing through. Don't camp there. Don't dwell there. It's just for a short time. But be comforted. He is there with you. There is nothing there that can hurt you. There is nothing there that can bring you down. When God promotes you, no one can bring you down. When God lifts you up, nobody's going to touch you. If men lift you up, they'll bring you down. They'll find a way to vote you out. Oh, yes. If you don't do what they want, they'll vote you out. But if God places you, and you are well placed, when God places you, no man can move you. When your angel whack that fellow, he'll never come back now. He'll never come back. God is the one that you want to place you. So, make him your shepherd. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The cancer that they are talking about is real. <laughs> the doctors are telling you what they see. It's real. The letter that you received concerning the foreclosure of your house is real. <laughs> the troubles you're going through is all real. But when God is with you, it's your shadows. That's the truth. When God is with you, what you have, even though it's real in the natural, God sees his shadows. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. All you have is shadows. The shadow of a sword cannot kill you, right? 
The shadow of a serpent cannot bite and destroy your life. It's all shadows. I call them false symptoms. Amen. Yes, the doctors may be right. They got the facts. But I got the truth. I got the truth. Their shadows will not do anything to me. That is real prosperity. You're just walking through. If you walk in, if you going, if you are going to go through a place where there is a shadow of death, will you walk through it? Huh? Would you walk? Most of us will fly through it like lightning. Right? Yeah. But when God is with you, you know nothing is going to hurt you. So you walk through the valley leisurely, acknowledging all the evil stuff, but nothing is going to touch you because you got the Spirit of God, His rod. Amen. And you got the Word of God, His staff, His rod, and His staff will give you comfort. As you go, as you walk leisurely through the valley of the shadow of death, you're coming on on the other side. You're coming on the other side. And then right after that, he says, he prepares a table before me, your good shepherd. He's throwing a party. Amen. He's throwing a party. He says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God is throwing a party. He looks and you are the special guest. He looks around you and he sees the enemy. He says, you can't stop this, I'm telling you. You can't stop this. You remember the word, can't touch this? <laughs> Amen. Can't touch this, right? You can't touch this. God looks at the enemy. He says, oh, oh, you're there. You can't touch this. I'm telling you, I'm spreading a table for my special guests. I'm going to have all the goodies on this table for my special guests. Because he has made me his shepherd. I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. I take care of my flock. I'm skillful and faithful. I will take care of them. So he prepares it in the presence of the enemy. Every good stuff is right there for you to enjoy. God could care less about the enemy. When he has chosen to bless you because you have made him your shepherd. There's nothing. They can't touch you. Your boss cannot touch you. If they fire you, that's because God got something better for you. He sees the enemy. But he is going to take care of his own. That's the truth of the word of God. Even though you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you have no reason to be afraid. His word is with you. Let that give you comfort. His Holy Spirit is there with you. Let that give you comfort that you're going through. Amen. But then he went further. He got really bold. He talks about the promise.
Notice what he says. He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Do you know the picture of that? If you read in Luke chapter 7, Jesus went into a place. When you have a special guest in the time of Jesus, and they come in, you usually anoint them with ointment. Okay? That's what he's saying. That's the picture here. When God sits you before this table, you are his special guest. Amen? That's why he anoints you with all. Because you are so special. You have made him your shepherd. He anoints you with all and your cup overflows. There is another picture. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, overflowing, running over. My cup overflows. That tells you, your cup overflowing, another principle, giving. <laughs> but he wants your cup to overflow. If you will only make him your shepherd. And so David went further. After meditating on all of these things, he got really bold. He said, surely... Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me, how many days of my life? Every single day of your life. No matter what's happening to you, even if it's negative, and in the New Testament it says, all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. When, God, when you make Him your shepherd, He called you according to His purpose. And because He is your shepherd, you will never know want. And if there's, there's a seeming want in your life, all of those things are turning. God is working all of those things together for a large day in the future for you because you are a special guest surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life mercy pardoning mercy to forgive you to restore your soul following you every single day of your life following your protection the protecting mercy, protecting goodness of God, following you and your children every single day of your life. That's prosperity. He's sustaining mercy because he's holding everything that you see by the word of his power. He's sustaining mercy. He's upholding you in righteousness, in his goodness, so that you are well supplied with abundance. If you can believe it, all things are possible. Be it unto you according to how you believe. His sustaining mercy is there for you. His supplying mercy always there for you to take care of you. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. If you have made Jesus the master of your life, the shepherd of your life, whether you know it or not. Everywhere you go, there is two mighty angels following you. One is called goodness. The other one is called mercy. When you are in trouble, turn to goodness or you can turn to mercy. When you need mercy, God is never going to forsake you. He promised that. That's true prosperity. 
every single need that you have, God's going to meet. But you have to make him your shepherd. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress. You have to say it with your mouth. You have to make it. He gives you the right. What you tell him is what he becomes to you. But as you say it, know the implication of what you're saying. That means you will never know want. And you can lie down in green pastures. The shepherd principle. Stand up with me this morning. There is a song when I was a young man, he stayed with me. I still, sometimes in prayer, it's a hymn. Sometimes in prayer, when things are tough, the Lord, the Spirit of the living God, the one that brings comfort, He wells up from within me. <clears throat> he says, God will take care of you, don't be afraid. He is <clears throat> your safeguard through sunshine and shade. He will bring comfort to you. No matter what you're going through. Get your mind ready for prosperity. Two cannot walk together unless they are in agreement. If you disagree with what I'm saying today, that's up to you. But I'm speaking God's word. But remember this. Two cannot walk together unless they are in agreement. The scripture tells us in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word itself was God. When you agree with the word, you agree with God. And he will take over the driving, the driver's seat. And you're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. Amen? Nobody can stop it. Those who wish you ill will, they will only watch. Amen? Because nobody can stop it. All you have to do, focus on him. Totally, and life will be full of pleasures. Amen. Let's lift our hands to Him this morning and thank Him for who He is. And if you have not made Him your shepherd, would you tell Him this morning and mean it from your heart? Tell Him, say the word. Jesus said, I am that good shepherd. Tell Him with your mouth that God, you are my shepherd. If I need healing mercy, I have healing mercy. If I need sustaining mercy, I have sustaining mercy. If I need supplying mercy, I have supplied. I am abundantly supplied because you are my shepherd. You are my shepherd. Tell him that this morning and mean it from the heart and it will register in heaven. That today you made Jesus your shepherd. How many want to make Jesus your shepherd and you really mean it? Wave at me this morning. How many want to do that? Don't be shy. Tell him. Wave at me this morning and mean it from your heart. Sometimes we are too conscious of what people think. We need to focus on God, not people. Wave at me this morning. You mean it. That's to say, God, I mean this. I want you to be my shepherd. That's right. That's right. That's right. Father God, I thank you. You see their hands up. They're not doing it because of
of a preacher. They're doing it because they believe in your word. They're doing it because they trust in you. Jesus, who shed his blood on the cross of Calvary, they're doing it for you. Minister, Lord God, to your people. I speak goodness and mercy into their lives. I speak great financial blessings into their families, into their lives, into their bank accounts. I speak peace, the peace of God that passes knowledge into their lives in Jesus' name. And no matter what they're going through, Lord, uphold them with your righteous right hand. Thank you, God, for your people. God, I know that you love your people greatly. And you care for them. You are that great shepherd. And your everything that you have, you directed towards your children. To make a showcase out of their lives to the world. Because you've made them the light of the world. And, the, and they are the salt of the earth. The world would not have light without these people here. Use them mightily. And let each one be abundantly supplied. According to your word. Because we have made you our shepherd. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you give him a clap offering this morning? Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. And let him know want is a thing of the past. Can you say it with me? Want. Say it with me. Want is a thing of the past. I'm not going there anymore. God bless you. We're dismissed.